Hello, hello. All right. Welcome back to Living on Mission. I am excited for what we're going to chat about today because this is very, very important to me. And I know it's important to you as well. And we are going to be talking discipling our children in the everyday moments. So sit back, enjoy. This is going to be quick and it's going to be a series of messages for the next three or four weeks that I pray really encourage you right where you're at, Mama, right where you're at today. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Living on Mission. I know that sometimes it's hard to find the joy in Jesus in the everyday moments, but that is exactly what we're going to do by digging into God's Word, letting go of whatever is holding you back from living on mission for Christ, talking about the everyday life, laughing a little and crying a little, because let's be honest, we all do a little of both. So settle in, grab a cup of coffee, and let's live on mission together. This is something that I get very excited about. And it's funny because recently, first of all, Matt and I have been reading a book called Sacred Marriage, and it is all about how God designed marriage and just that communion, that relationship between a man and a wife, and that it ultimately it's all about Jesus. Like he has to be at the center of it, but it's also about relationship building. And so Matt called me the other day and I could tell he had been reading through the book and he just said, Hey, Rachel, tell me about three things that are really important to you right now. You know, it is kind of one of those, like, don't think about it. Just tell me. And one of the things that I said first was discipling our kids. And it just, I didn't even have to think about it, but like, I love how God has, has created that, that one, a burden, but also an excitement in my heart to, to teach our kids and point them to Jesus every single day. And so this used to be something that really overwhelmed me. And I felt like it had to look a certain way. Honestly, for a long time, I believed that it was the church's job to actually teach my kids and and to for the, the church and Sunday school and worship service and Wednesday nights, like for the people that were leading those, those activities and services, I felt like God had equipped them better to teach my children about Jesus and to help them grow in their faith. But over the last five, six years, I guess, as my kids have grown, as I've gotten deeper in the word, as I've been home with them more, I have come to the very obvious realization that they are my children and they are obviously on loan to me from the Lord. And I'm talking about me. Of course, they're Matt's as well. And he is very much a part of this. But I'm mostly talking to moms here. So I'm telling you from my perspective as a mom, as their mother, what God has been really laying on my heart. And that is that, Rachel, I have given Henry and Milo to you for 18 years, essentially. I know they'll be mine for a lifetime, Lord willing. But, you know, for 18 years, I've given them to you and you are going to be with them more than anybody else on this planet. And not only that, but during those years, that is where they're the person who is Henry, the person who is Milo, that is where they're really going to be shaped the most, right? So 
first of all, moms, we have to, we have to get really, really hungry and serious and, and aware of the fact that our children are only in our care for a very brief period of time. But what we do with them while they're here, how we pour into them while they're in our homes, how they see us living out our faith as they're growing and maturing in their own faith is something that will, that will will build them up, edify them for a lifetime if we are intentional. Now hear this. Listen, I know, I know that I do not save my children. Salvation does not come from me. I know that the person that Henry and Milo become is not really and truly solely up to me. I know that that is God at work in them. One of the affirmations I say often is, you know, God, Henry and Milo are yours. I'm giving them back to you every single day. Help me not to worry. Help me not to strive. God, they're yours. You created them with a purpose and a plan. And he, just like I know he's already created good works for me to do. I know he has done that for my children. Ephesians 2.10, right? So, so I have to daily control freak Rachel. Enneagram 3 wing 2 Rachel has to give my kids back to the Lord every single day. And who they become, the person that he has already created them to be is not up to me. It's up to God. But but I love and I cling to the verses in Deuteronomy chapter six, verses four through nine that say, listen, Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These words that I am giving you today are to be on your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, bind them on Bind them as a sign on your hands and let them be a symbol on your forehead, right? So the faith that God has given me is something that he has given to me to live out and to pass on to my children. I talked about this a good bit in a podcast a couple of months ago, right? But today I really want to go into briefly about what does it look like to actually disciple our children? What does it look like to make the most of the time that we have been given with them while they're in our homes, while they're in our hands, while we have them around us every single day? And here's the thing. Our kids, yes, being plugged into a church is important. Being plugged into a group of other believers who are growing in their faith is important for them, just like it is for me. But what they see the most in the everyday, boring, mundane, like day-to-day moments is also really what shapes their faith. So, I wanted to just kind of share with you some tips for you mamas who are really hungry to to focus on discipling your kids as well in the everyday moments while you have them in your home. And let me tell you, like lately I've been kind of struck, I was stressed out and I talked to Matt about this and I asked him to help me, but I was really stressed out because we weren't having like structured devotion time. And to me, that meant that we were supposed to sit around, everybody had their Bible in their hand, reading from God's word, me teaching them while we're at home homeschooling and them responding in prayer and quiet time, right? So that was my idea of a structured devotion time. 
And I honestly have really gotten slack about just reading the word with them. So I asked Matt to help me. First of all, you know, if you are married, if you have a spouse who loves the Lord as well, don't hesitate to to share this burden and to share this hunger and to share this this desire to disciple your children with him and to ask him to help. And so I did ask Matt to actually start spending some more devotion time with them throughout the week. And he has done that awesome man that he is. And he loves that too. But I also heard God say, Rachel, it doesn't have to look the way you think it should look for your children to know me, for your children to follow me, for your children to have lessons that are teachable moments that teach them about me. And so every single day is an opportunity to point these beautiful babies that we have, although my babies are 13 and 11, to Jesus. And that's the thing. If we keep the every day, if we keep these teachable moments, if we're focusing on Jesus, who he is and what he has done for us, that spills over into the everyday moments that we have to teach with our kids. So I want to share with you some tips for discipling your children in the everyday moments. And they're actually seven, which is probably a no-no in like the podcast world because that's a lot. And it's always sounds great to have three tips or four tips. Well, I have seven. So just bear with me and you can take notes if you want to, or come back and listen to this again. But the first tip is to one, mama, it's important for you to memorize scripture. It's important for you to be growing in your own personal walk with the Lord every single day. And I know that we're busy. I am sure that a lot of you guys have littles that take up a lot of your time or you homeschool like I do, or you work a job away from the home and you're like, Rachel, I just don't have a lot of time. Well, we have to find that time. We have to make the time. Oh my gosh. Like I read this verse today with our kids from Psalm chapter 63. Bear with me while I find it. Psalm 63. And I think it was verse seven, but I'm going to read it to you really quickly because it convicted me to the core, but it says, oh, it's verse six. It says Psalm 63 verse six says, when I think of you as I lie on my bed, I meditate on you during the night watches. And that verse, I could just visualize David like sitting there with nothing else to do. No social media. No phone in his hand, no TV on. All he had to do was to actually sit there and meditate on the Lord, right? And so it convicted me that I am so guilty of saying, I don't have time to spend with you, Lord, but I have time to scroll on social media. But I have time to watch that that TV series that I probably really shouldn't be watching, but that it just entertains me. I have time to like text back and forth with a friend for an hour, but I don't have time for you, Lord, right? And so... I'm not saying that's true of you, but it's been true of me. And so before we say I don't have time to spend with the Lord, let's look at where we are spending our time, moms, okay? And let's get that right first. But memorizing scripture is crucial. It is absolutely crucial to seeing Jesus in the everyday moments and using those moments as teachable moments, okay? So some scripture verses that I have been memorizing lately, um, one is Psalm 5110, creating me a clean heart, O God and renew a steadfast spirit in me. You know, like that is, I can think of that verse when I see something on TV that maybe we shouldn't be watching or I shouldn't watch. I can bring that verse up and talk to the boys about having a clean heart. What does it mean to have a clean heart? It means that I am keeping things out that are dirtying my heart, right? So we don't watch this TV show because, or we don't, we don't search the internet because, right? So 
without having that scripture hidden in my heart, I miss those teachable moments. Another one that I have been learning is 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober-minded and alert. Your enemy, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may kill and destroy, right? Seeking whom he may devour. Sorry, I got that confused with another one. But, you know, I, this week, the boys, I've challenged them to go without sugar. It's the week after Easter, and they have had their feel. Um, You know, they've been tired. They've been cranky. They haven't been clear-headed in their schoolwork. That's my opportunity to teach them about how certain foods can make us cloudy, can can keep us from being alert, right? And so without that word hidden in my heart, I miss that teachable moment. So moms, if you're not currently challenging yourself to memorize scripture, that is a great place to start. It's going to edify you and it's going to grow your faith, but it's also going to give you those teachable moments with your kids. So pick one verse a week, meditate on it, say it over and over, write it down in your journal every day, have a challenge with a friend to memorize this uh, a verse each week and grow in your own knowledge and faith in the Lord. So that's the first tip, memorize scriptures, mama. Number two is to ask God to show you the teachable moments. His word says that anything we ask in his name, he is faithful to give. And if you're asking him to, to show you when is a good, time to teach your kids about something, you are going to start to get those revelations in the everyday while you're folding laundry, while you're making breakfast, while you're doing bath time, while you're you're taking them to a baseball practice, right? Invite God into that and ask him to show you those moments. If the, if the Holy Spirit is in you, the Holy Spirit is going to prompt you in this area of life. And sometimes it just means saying, God, show me, show me how, show me where, show me when, give me the words. All right. So that's tip number two. Number three, I really encourage you, parents, moms, husbands, stay aware of current events. These things that are happening in the world around you and the world around your kids. I don't care if you homeschool. I don't care if they're in public school. I don't care how old they are. Things that are happening in the world are affecting our children. For us in our home, we watch the news for maybe one hour a day. And I do let my boys watch the news with me. Very aware, I'm very present. So if I need to change it or turn it off, I do. But the things that are happening around the world are impacting our kids. They're certainly going to impact our the future for our children, right? And so staying aware of these things and opening the door for conversations about what's happening is a great teachable opportunity to instill lifelong faith, like biblical-based teaching to our children. You know, right now, Russia has invaded Ukraine. That's a war that's dragging out where my kids are aware that there are people who are stuck in the fevers there that, you know, that Russia is committing all of these atrocities. We've talked about war crimes, right? It's been a great opportunity to actually talk to them about evil in the world, about Satan and, and how he wants to steal, kill and destroy, right? And so being aware of what's happening in the world and how that impacts your kids. And of course, obviously this, this impacts our kids at different 
levels. My children are 11 and 13. You know, if your children are two and four, you're probably not going to be talking about, you know, President Putin with your children, right? But, you know, just being aware of what's happening and allowing that information into, into their lives at an appropriate level and in an appropriate way. I mean, it floods your home with teachable moments. It allows you to point them to God's word, what it says about end times and how things are playing out and how important our faith is to us. All right. So that was number three. Uh, Number four, this is really, really important. Do not shut down questions from your kids. If your kids ask a hard question, if your kids come to you and say, hey, I heard so-and-so talk about sex at school, or, you know, like when my kids were in the fourth grade and moms, you may want to like turn off little ears right now before I say this, I'll give you a moment to do that, to pause this podcast. If you have little ears around, when Henry was in the fourth grade, he came home and he was in public school in the fourth grade. He came home to us and said, hey, so-and-so wrote me a note and she asked me if I would have sex with her. Okay, so like this is my fourth grader in a public school setting not against public school. We had a great experience there for the most part, but this was something I did not want my child to to have to come home and talk to me about in the fourth grade, but it happened. And, you know, I, I think that our our human nature says, shut that down really quickly and say something like, oh, that's nothing. She doesn't know what she's talking about, you know, but honestly, when we do that, our kids stop coming to us with questions because one, they either know we're not going to answer them or at some point they're going to say, mom didn't tell me the truth. When I came to her and I asked her about this, she just didn't really let me, she didn't tell me anything, right? She didn't help me. And so when your kids come to you with hard questions, instead of shutting them down, leave that door open, let them talk, answer them honestly to a degree that you feel like you can be honest with, with them at their age level, right? So, that question, when Henry came home and asked us about that, coupled with the fact that another kid in his class had tried to tell him what sex was, we knew that it was time for us to have an honest conversation with him about what it was, about what it meant in God's eyes and why it was good and how it was, you know, created for people who were joined in marriage. And so he was very young, but we had the conversation because if we didn't, he was going to hear it from somebody else eventually. And we wanted our home to be an honest place where he knew he could come and get honest answers to his questions, right? So when your kids ask you questions, you know, again, it has to be appropriate for their age level, but don't shut their their questions down. Keep communication open. This is going to ensure that your children come and ask you more hard questions, more questions. As they grow, they're only going to be exposed to more and have more questions. And if you are a safe place to come, if you are an honest place to come and you use those opportunities, to point them to what God's word says about these things, they will continue to come to you. And that is a gift, okay? So that was number four. Don't shut their questions down. Five, let them mess up let them mess up. Our kids are not going to be perfect as much as we maybe want them to be. I don't even want my kids to be perfect, honestly. But you know, like if I tell Henry and Milo over and over, don't tear your brother down. Don't talk about so-and-so in a negative way. If I tell them more than once and I explain why, but they continue to do it. Or even like if I tell them to pick up your room, like my kids have a chore chart every day. They're supposed to complete this chore chart. And one of my children has this really hard time doing this, even though it's all like printed out, has a little box, it's dry erasable, and they just have to clean it off and check it off every day. One of my children does not do it. You know what? From time to time, I say, look, you're grounded. 
I gave you a list of things to do. I gave you some responsibility. You know, God tells us in his word and Colossians do everything as unto the Lord. And you have not done this to the best of your ability. And when they mess up, it's yes, they are punished, but it's also a teachable moment. So instead of trying to fix things for our kids, of trying to prevent them from falling or failing, let them mess up. It allows us to teach them about discipline, about self-control, and point them to words and scriptures in the Bible that are, are going to, they're going to remember because they did mess up, okay? So that's number five. Number six, make this a way of life. When we think about, I think that, I think that I kind of thought, oh, my goal in parenting spiritually is for my children to get saved. And then from there on, I'll just let the church build them up, right? But that's not it. It it should be from the day that they're born until the day that we leave this earth, or unfortunately, hopefully not. But if they leave before we do, you know, we always we always have a chance to to build our children up, to disciple them, to point them to God's word. Someday my kids are going to leave my home and they're not going to be under my roof anymore. When they become teenagers and they start to drive, they're going to leave my home more. They'll still be here, but they won't be with me as much. But it's not a temporary opportunity to disciple them. This is a way of life for us. This is a, this is, I don't just disciple my kids whenever I feel like it, even on the hard days, especially on the hard days and the, the struggle days and the days I'm tired, it's a great opportunity to point them to the word of God. And so, you know, discipleship is definitely not a temporary thing, but a long-term thing. And I'm going to do some more podcasts. I'm going to have some guests and going to give you some more hardcore, tangible examples of how and what this looks like in our home. But I just want to encourage you to look at this as a long-term opportunity to, to build up your children. And then lastly, obviously pray for them, pray for them without ceasing. When you wake up, when you lie down, um, you know, in the middle of the day, instead of turning to food or to social media or something to shut out the worries and shut out the struggles, mamas, let's be women who lift our children up and give them to the Lord over and over and over. You know, in somewhere, I would have to look up the scriptures, but Paul says, I keep asking, I keep asking God to do this certain thing. And so I feel like that's our responsibility with our children is to not give up, to not let the hard days discourage us and make us still or make us stop stop discipling, but keep asking God. If your child struggles with a specific stronghold or a specific personality trait that really just strikes fear in the center of your heart, like what is this going to make him become? Is this going to be something he struggles with always? Or, you know, like I know that for both of my children, I see things in them that cause fear to creep up into my heart and I worry about their futures and how it's going to affect them. But instead of sitting here worrying I can daily, hour by hour, you know, day by day, week by week, give that up to the Lord in prayer and know that God's will for them is better than my own, that God's plan for them will outshine anything that I can envision for my children. And so mamas, we must be on our knees praying for our children and actional every single day, taking action to disciple them in the everyday moments. And so again, I'm going to go more into some of these things over the next couple of weeks. But if there's anything that you want to ask me personally about discipleship, about raising kids in a crazy world or how we, we do certain things, I'm an open book. I don't have it all figured out. I don't pretend to have it all figured out. We 
have a lot of bad days. We have a lot of like, you know, sad days. We have a lot of great days, but in every single day, there is an opportunity to point them to Jesus. And so let's start praying for God to open our eyes to those moments. Let's start memorizing scripture, growing our own faith. Let's start being aware of what's happening in the world around them and how, you know, God can use us to speak truth into those moments, into those fears, into those things. Let's not shut down their questions. Let's let them mess up and let's make this a long term way of life and see this as the opportunity for what it is, which is what Deuteronomy 6 says, to repeat our love for the Lord to our children and to talk about it when we rise up, talk about it when we lay down and that everything in between. I do pray that this is encouraging to you. I pray that this stirs in your heart a hunger to to share your faith with your kids. I pray that it stirs in your heart a hunger to grow your own faith and walk with the Lord. Don't take for granted that opportunity to live out your faith every single day in front of your children. I love you, Mama. I'm praying for you. If I can pray for you in a specific way, hit my Instagram. You can find me at living on mission pod or my personal Instagram is at Rachel J Mitchell. Always, always, always reach out to me if you have questions or need answer, need a prayer. I would be honored to pray for you. If this did encourage you, please make sure that you share this podcast in your Instagram stories, on your social media, tag me when you do, and always leave me a review because that helps me help you. And I'm just so honored to serve you in this way. See you later, mom.